the Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh. Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matteris Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovich. That's a net positive. Brad <laughs> Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! Christmas. Let's do it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. Dead and now, it's showtime. What's up, Mr. Alley? Well, this is neat. We actually sent Chad out on assignment for a change. Yeah, and he's just one of those overachievers. Oh, well, that's Chad. We told him four or five interviews. I think there's like 10 or 11 on here. <laughs> That's all right. uh, That's all right. Hey, listen, anybody that wanted a star-packed podcast, this one's it, man. I mean, he's got every one of the big names you want to get in there, just about. Um, Did a fantastic job. I've listened to some of them. They sound phenomenal. But, hey, we've got, real quick, we've got a turning talk we've got to get to right now. It's Turny Talk. Brought to you by Score Chaser. All right, just one announcement. It is a big one. The 2024 World English at M&M is up for May 9th, or I'm sorry, May 14th through the 19th, uh, scheduled to open on May 3rd. So once again, the World English at M&M 2024. Put that in your calendars. Yep, it's up and ready to go. Also, we have a very cool announcement real quick. Uh, Ranger, Randolph Engineering is generously donating a couple of glasses for a giveaway now, these things are really cool. We're going to have pictures of them up on the internet. Uh, you can see them on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm sure, you know what, I might put a picture on this on the YouTube. By the way, let me, let me. we're jumping way ahead of ourselves here, Sean. People don't know that these interviews also have live shooting action footage from the right. U.S. Open. Right, yeah. So do yourself a favor. Get over to our YouTube uh, channel and listen to this podcast and uh, watch these guys shoot as you're listening to them talk. Um, but we'll put a picture uh, up on up on YouTube of one of the glasses. Now, here's the contest. There's going to be a bucket of empty shotgun hulls. Fioki little rhinos, by the way, Sean Alley. Yeah. And you have to guess how many is in the bucket. The first person to come as close or guess the actual number gets the glasses, and the guy that came next to them is going to get the other pair of glasses. There's two pairs of glasses. With Ranger hats, these are very cool. Um, I think when you see them, you're going to definitely want to get in on this contest. But just send us an email with your answer. Um, and then when you win, if you win, we want you to please post and uh, make sure and tag Ranger on Facebook and Instagram. Right. Absolutely. And we'll get a picture of that up on our Facebook page very soon. Yes. Uh, we've announced it in a previous podcast. We will be doing a uh, Dead Pair podcast tournament. Down at Vero Beach, Clay Shooting Sports, December 1st and 2nd. And we can go ahead and make this official at least at least for the main event. We are doing $50 back to class. Woohoo! Big money. So, yes. Big money. Uh, and we're working on more than that for the additional tournaments. I mean, we're going to have uh, fee task, five stand, prelim. Right. Working on doing some payouts for them, too. So yeah. And Jason and I get to set all the we, targets. And we're setting all the targets. So, okay. So, just to recap real quick. Thank you very much, Elite Shotguns, Fioki USA, Verapelt, Atlas Traps, RE Ranger, Odo Pro Technologies, Rhino Chokes, 
Vero Beach Clay Shooting Sports, White Flyer Targets, and of course, Don Grant and Score Chaser. Again, Score Chaser, the tournament is up for the 2024 uh, World English and M&M. Get signed up for that. Uh, in the short-term interim, get signed up for our shoot down at uh, Vero Beach. Yeah, December be a nice 1st place. Second. Yeah, it'd be a nice place to be in December. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And Especially get, up north here. You know, <laughs> yes. And get in on this Ranger giveaway. I'm telling you guys are going to love it. Let's get this over to Rad Chad Roberts. I'm here with uh, Clint Hinton. This is Chad Roberts from the Dead Pair Podcast. So, Clint, um, I was right behind you on the day one yesterday on the blue course. What would you think of it? Uh, very good quality targets. Um, I was very satisfied with everything that we saw. Everything was set appropriate for the wind. You had plenty of time to shoot at everything, so there was really no excuse to miss much. There was some challenging pairs. There was a couple birds that had distance on it, but other than that, the course ran very well and everything flowed very well. Excellent. So you're, I noticed you're not on the super squad. Um, do you think that affects performance at all? I would believe to some degree it does because the pressure is kind of taken off of you to an extent. Um, and that way, like this week, I'm shooting with guys. I'm, you know, from Georgia right here with me. Uh, my dad's with me. So, you know, you're just, you're used to shooting with guys that you're comfortable with. Um, but yeah, if you're on that super squad to some degree, there is a little bit more added pressure uh, because that's just something that's sitting in the back of your mind. You're, you're focused on what you're trying to do, but then the three guys that are with you on the squad, you're looking at what they're doing constantly. So uh, that, there's a bit of added pressure into it. So I was watching you a little bit yesterday, and you're really smooth. So let's run it down a little bit. What kind of gun do you shoot, chokes, and uh, load for the desert here? So right now I'm shooting a Kriegoff Parkours uh, standard. Uh, no porting, nothing like that, nothing added. Just shooting a factory stock, uh, shooting a pair of thin wall extreme titaniums and, and a pair of modifieds. Uh, just shooting one ounce, twelve ninety double A eights, and just just letting it eat, not changing chokes, just focusing on the task at hand. Excellent. So, uh, what do you think of the desert? Uh, I hadn't been out here in about seven years, so it just it's just as windy as I remember. So it's um, we you know seeing the bios, and that's another challenge is making sure you're you've got plenty of choke, plenty of load, right shot for the bios that we have. Um, a matter of fact, one of those that I missed yesterday, I dusted. Uh, it looked like a bag of flour exploded, no pieces at all. You know, I said, but so technically I only missed one, but seeing that it's like, yep, you just have to reassure yourself that you're shooting the right chokes, right load out here, especially for the targets at hand. Do you change up any of your concepts or techniques because we're in a desert at a little bit of elevation? We're at 2,700 feet here or approximately it's about 2,640 or something. And it's dry air, thin air, a little thinner than what mm -hmm. you're maybe used to. Yes, I, I don't I don't get in a rush shooting the targets that we have. Um, there's not a lot of distance and in, in, in people that are with us. This is their first time being here. So it, it's the same thing I told my friends, my dad. You're going to want to throw and stretch big gaps on targets out here when you really don't need it. Um, I have found myself on some of the targets that I'm not sure on the speed. I'm, I understand the distance, but some of the speed that looks like it could be an optical illusion I'm finding where I'm I'm shooting a lot more pull away on stuff as opposed to the maintain lead or sustain lead that I normally would shoot back back home. So excellent. That's I'm I'm curious about that and I'll be asking that a question a lot. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, good luck out there and I'll be following you around. Absolutely. Looking right. forward to it. Take care. Yes, sir. Okay, so you're leading after day one 
for this event. What do you think? Um, does that add any pressure to you? Because there's a lot of multiple scores we still have out there and we have, you know, it's only the first day. Do you even look at that when you're shooting? I haven't even looked at the scoreboard. Um, I've heard people say, yeah, that was a, a heck of a score you put up yesterday. I haven't even looked. Um, honestly, don't care. I'm just out here to shoot. And, and, you know, this is a vacation for me with my family. And, you know, if, if out here coming to enjoy the shoots, one thing, but coming out here and having a good score put on the board day one, day two, on the final day, whatever it is, that's just the added bonus of it. It's just that's the beauty of it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there's no pressure there for me. Um, I'm just here to enjoy it and relax and enjoy the rest of my vacation. It is pretty cool to see you on top, though. Yeah, well, That's right. <laughs> it's good to hear. <laughs> Even if it's one for the first day. You never yeah. know what can happen after. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah there's always a list shakeup. You right. never know what can happen. There you so. go. Well, good luck. The Dead We're with Greg Wolf. Hey, Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Excellent. So you've been shooting for a million years pretty much <laughs> that I am aware of. And you've always been a hero of mine, but, um, you know, world champion back in the day. Um, so you're here in Tucson. You've been, you've actually shot here quite a bit over the years, right? Yeah. This is, I think the, my fourth run down here. So an open and a couple of Western regionals in the past. So it's a, it's a good place to shoot. I mean, it's a different, it's a different animal compared to the rest of the country. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. So I caught up with you out on the feet task course and you're shooting out there. Um, and you're just one of those, my favorite feet task guys to watch shoot cause you're so fast. Um, I heard through the grapevine that you guys had a little bet going out there for some chip, <laughs> chip shooting. Um, so can you tell me about the winner and how'd it go? Uh, yeah, we've been doing this over the years for a long time, but it's always been, uh, Cruz and I have been doing it and it's, I mean, you obviously have, you have to break your targets, but it's all about who, uh, shoots the most chips on the singles. And uh, d who won on this one? You know, we ended up tying in the end, so we had to have a little shoot-off. And, you know, and he got me in the shoot-off, but, you know, he made up his own rules. So That's I think, pretty cool. Know. So if anybody out there has never shot feet tests before, usually they don't let you shoot chips. So uh, this was quite a quite an interesting thing because we were um, squatted right behind you, and we actually wanted to be part of that when we heard it. And, you know, Corey's like, no way, because you'd cheat since you're not on our same squad. So we had our <laughs> own, own only little, uh, you know, chip contest. But uh, it was cool that the the rest let that happen. I even had um, Bill Davis um, call one on me that I didn't see. He's like, you hit it. <laughs> um, and so normally that doesn't happen. We were towards the end of the day. But um, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it livens up the refs, too. You know, they've been sitting out there for four or five days watching the same birds, you know, and you get some of us out there that are having a good time, and they enjoy that, too. They like to jump in on it. Do you find that doing that chip thing, even though it's for fun and stuff, does it make you focus on trying to hit the target the oh, first time? 100%. It, it, it takes away the whole... I mean, you want to you want to win. I mean, you're pushing your buddy here. You know, you, obviously we're shooting for a bunch of money, but that twenty bucks that we got bet on this thing is the biggest part of the shoot at the moment. <laughs> That's awesome, and with a shoot off and feet test for chips is just hilarious. So, um, I know you shot some other events with Saturday night here. Um, how do you feel about the the main event target so far? I think the targets have been good so far. You know, there's some there's plenty of variety in there. The birds, close stuff, far stuff, fast stuff. There's plenty of speed out there. I'm not putting my, uh, this is my first shoot of the year, so I'm not on my A game yet, but you know, I'm enjoying the whole shoot so far. Yeah, you've been bearing in snow, kind of like us in California, right? Yeah, yeah, we got plenty <laughs> of snow. <laughs> so, um, out of all the events, so this is a kind of a hard question I've been asking anybody, but I wanted to know from your um, perspective. So, 
you got it. You're a new shooter. You've been doing it for a year. You finally get in and you sign up a year in advance and you're kind of figuring out what to do and say, we're having a shoot here at um, Tucson Trap and Skeet Club. What would you say the event that they just have to do no matter what, even if they're not used to doing it or they're just new in the game? You got to go for feet test without a doubt. Would you say that because of the rules and everything that happens in the game, or do you like the terrain that they're throwing out here? Because it is a little different in the trees back there. It, it, it's strange shooting the trees just because you don't see any of the traps. I mean, it, it really brings out the true what FITAS was built after game shooting, you know? That's what it is. And, and, and I don't know. I love the game just because it's fun. And it's your favorite game, would you say? It is, is without it, a doubt. Yeah, it's like the F1 for you yeah, guys, yeah. right? So. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you go on a sporting course, you got to break three pairs. I'm like, oh, I broke one. I should be good, right? Right. That's why I enjoy about task. You're moving yeah. on. There's a lot of variety. Yes. And do you like the new style format or the old style format? I like them both. You know, they both have their places. You know, I understand why we run new style like this and the World Task runs four peg new style. Just could get more people through. So, I don't know. It's more variety. I like variety. Yeah, variety is definitely cool. And I like how you talked about it being like a, a game hunting because with these bushes out there, it feels like it's a bird flying with, out. Without a doubt. Yeah, so, you just kind of set your gun in the middle and guess where it's coming from. Half right. So, <laughs> here's one for you. What out of all the events, FETAS, five stand in the main event and any of the other side events, what would you say is the hardest event that you've shot so far? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um... I got to go with the main so far. Yeah. I don't know. I, gotta, I, I Actually, hold on. Five stand. Five stand? Five okay. stand. I was going to say five stand for <laughs> yeah, myself. So, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I was trying you to, block, I was trying to block that from my memory. <laughs> it was a rough one. So. Yeah. Um, I tell you what. What do you think of having a five stand with five traps like that on each one? That's kind of old school. Yeah, right that's there. super old school. You know, it, and, you know, they did a great job with it because they didn't take it easy on us at all. No, and, not at all. You know, not at all. They, they proved that you don't need eight traps to throw a good five stand. Now, do you find that can hurt the scores because the high is a 92 um which isn't very high normally um what we see we see a lot of 97s 98s and five stand but you think that hurt because hurt the scores because we're shooting some of those hard car targets sometimes twice in every station <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i do think that's uh shooting the hardwoods multiple times is part of it but it's also you know just the, the whole tucson thing in general you know you get some wind out here and it's it, you're gonna get some wind out here. Yeah, the, the the mountains look like they're ten miles away, but they're actually fifty. So <laughs> it does give you a different uh, perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. of depth. That whole depth perception when they when they throw that bird up in the air and you're like, well, it should be right in front of me, but no. So from based on where you you come from and where you live, do you find the air and the in the in the blue in the sky is different from your blue in the sky where you're at? Yes, without a doubt. Does Shoot, that, shooting here, it, like I said earlier, is is a different animal. Than anywhere else that I can think of. I mean, it's it's different. It's, um, it's strange. Do you change lenses outside of your normal because of that and shooting a lot of black targets? Here? Yeah, actually here, I shoot the darkest lenses I have. It's actually, I believe there's a lot of ground reflection. I believe the light's just coming at you at more angles than that. So I shoot the darkest lenses I do ever. I found that too on myself, actually. So yeah. and, I, and we're actually testing some stuff for Ranger, who I shoot for, for the desert because of that. Um, so with that being said, working it down in the end, what kind of gun do you shoot? What kind of chokes do you shoot? What constriction and what loads do you shoot? And do you change them for shoots like this out in the desert? Uh, gun, I shoot for, I shoot Kriegoff. Awesome. Uh, parkours. I love the thing. As uh, far as what I go for ammo, federal. And for out here, it seems like it shoots a little tighter out here. So I went to all eights for the shoot. Other than in case there's a Rabu, I got a pan full of seven and a halves. Gotcha. 
Uh, chokes. I'm sporting some rhinos at the moment, trying those babies out. I was a fixed choke guy forever, but yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making the chains. I'm making Jesus, the chains. I don't even know what to say to like, that, people. I've been around for a long time and just know that Greg Wolf's running chokes in a gun is just really weird. And a lot of these guys run tight chokes, but because we're at about 2,700 elevation, um, here is actually considered some of the mountainous areas of yeah. the southern part of the state. So the thinner air, different color sky. You feel it's tighter. It's tighter, tough, it's tighter all the way around. Gotcha. You get by shooting with your chokes out here. So what constriction are you going to run on? Uh, have you decided to do in your? I, I haven't decided all the way yet. So I've, I've been toying with a couple seventeens this weekend and nice. a little bit, a little bit less than that. That's and, a you know, or, you know, that, them seventeens are they're pretty deadly. I love the sevens. I love the seventeens and the twenty twos. Man, you got it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I hear you there. Um, so I saw you. You know, I've been filming you, and you've been shooting on Corey's Cruises squad. I see you shooting with him a lot. Obviously, you guys are best friends. You've been doing this for a while. Do you guys feed off each other? Do you think having a good squad like that helps or hurts you when you have a best friend like that shooting with you? Do you do you guys really talk about it before you shoot, or do you shoot first and then talk later? You know, it's uh, we've been doing this so long that we're not afraid to go slap each other upside the head if we do, we're doing something stupid or making mistakes. And, uh, you know, I definitely think it helps a lot. And uh, I don't know. It, it, we... Uh, I don't know. We we know how each other shoot, and we can see when stuff's going wrong. And, and you know, you, you figure that out too. Where you want to, you be like, "Hey, come on, let's go," or just be like, "All right, well, when we get done, we'll figure out what's going on here." You know, awesome. So it's not like, um, and you guys kind of plan that too, right? Yeah, we always try I to never shoot. can yeah. get on their squad. That's why I'm saying this, people, because I really want to shoot with Corey and Greg, but I never get to because they got their squads all filled up. But um, if you ever get a chance, or if you ever run across these guys in your squad. Um, feel free to ask them questions. They are the best in the game. Um, I tell you what, even if your scores don't show it sometimes, Greg, I've seen you shoot for years and years, and you know what to do in this game, and I can't wait till you bring it back again. Yeah, yeah, we all have our good days and our yes, bad sir. days. and Yep, looking forward to getting back up on top of the podium. So. There you go. So congratulations so far. Um, what do you think so far in the main? Who who do you got? Are you still running pretty strong there? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not in this in this show, but uh, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of people at the top of the thing. and So that actually brings me one last question before we get done. Um, you've obviously been to last year's U.S. Open where it was pretty crazy targets, <laughs> and we have to shoot that as the top guys. Um, and, you know, some of the lower classes, they weren't as happy. Um, this one, obviously, you hear the lower classes say, hey, man, I shot a 45, but if I shot a little better or did a better plan, I'd shoot a 50. Um, do you feel like it, you have to just be perfect here the way the targets are? It's just enough that they could get you if you're not paying attention. Yeah, you need to be on your game with this one. This one's a lot more user-friendly than last year, mm -hmm. and uh, which is good for the masses, without a doubt. I mean, but we all, we all, we all want to hit right? targets, but it's really easy to miss them out there still, without a doubt. Yep, and I think that's where they did a good job of really making it so whoever does win this is going to really – it's whoever runs the gun the best, right? That's right, 100%. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Greg, and I appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you out there. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. The Dead I'm over here with Ben McNally after the five stand craziness. What do you think of that? Oh, uh, they were really big birds, but uh, you know, that's what I hope for when you come to a big event like a US Open. You know, like it's not just a monthly and it's fun to be tested, and it, there's a lot of gratification to hitting the ones that require just a ton of lead. Did you feel like everything was hittable though out there? Yeah, uh, I watched some guys in my squad, you know, uh, break the biggest of the big birds and uh it's it pretty cool pretty i got cool. to watch you a little bit and i saw you hit some of those big birds too yeah um it's uh it's a lot of fun to be out here in the desert and 
just make a move that you don't get to make, uh, you know, back east. So speaking of that, shooting in the desert, it's not quite like shooting in Texas. We're no. at a little bit of elevation here, thinner air, the blue sky is different blue. What do you think with the targets in the air? Does it make it, you change your way of shooting or anything like that? No, I, I think that first event that you shoot uh, when you arrive in Tucson, uh, you kind of get used to the background and, you know, you get you get used to just matching line and speed, right? I mean, birds are birds. Uh, they all they all break. Do you change your techniques when you come out to the desert? Since the targets are all black and not necessarily the easiest to see, sometimes. Not necessarily. I, I look at uh, I look at edges, uh, not necessarily like the middle of the ring. So, nah, we don't need to debate whether that's right or wrong. It's just <laughs> no. you know when there's a black edge, you see a black edge, and you know which way it's right. going, and you think about you know just making an insert. Well, uh, one thing I've always found out there's nothing wrong or right in this game. It's just whatever it is, right? Everybody has their opinion. So let's go down on uh, what kind of gun do you shoot? Chokes and what load size did you use for this weekend so far? Yeah, um, I sh I shoot a Beretta, um, and it got a Jim Greenwood custom stock. I can't say enough great stuff about Jim and his his fitting process. Um, I kind of bounce around. I have several friends in the uh, ammo industry. So if I was going to give a couple thumbs up, I, I would shout out to John and Kyle over at RC. Uh, I'd shout out to Clayton Nance and Randy Wright at, at Abel's and, and Bornagi. And uh, as far as chokes, uh, Stormy and uh, Hannah at Briley take care of me. I've got some custom flush titanium. I like the lightweight in the front of the gun. So anyway, I, uh, I keep it light. I keep it clean. Everybody asks, there's, they say, do you, how, how did you get a DT that's fixed? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not fixed. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pseudo fix. <laughs> yeah. 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 It just, uh, it just looks good from far away. So uh, I noticed you're wearing one of these custom bear pelts. What color is that? What do they call that? Is that an Indian design or Southwestern? You know, design? uh, knowing full well that the open was coming to Tucson, I had a couple Southwestern flare kind of vests and, uh, worked with Heather and Colleen on that stuff. So they are the best. Uh, Radulovich and I give each other a little grief back and forth. Uh, it, it's a monthly debate to see who has more vests. I think I, I've definitely paid for more vests, but that's because I, I give them away to gifts and, right. and do it as friends. I'm and so the same way. And yeah, I shoot for yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I love having, uh, I love the, the, customization and like i said lots of friends in the industry and i like su to support you know all all my buddies and so there's a vest with brand a and a vest with brand b and so on and so forth and so uh bear pelt it's uh it's so comfortable it's so easy to shoot in so nice I, I super appreciate them big shout out to heather and eric so anything else you want to add about the open here since it's uh we're we're in the second day of the main event and uh things are getting a little heated up top no i Man, I think I think it's great. I think these big events, uh, you get to see the best targets. You get to interact with the best people. You get to come see the best products. And so uh, if you're listening to this and you've not been to a nationals, a regional, an open, uh, a big state shoot like a Texas or a Georgia or a Florida, you just have to go because you, you, you don't know what you're missing. And, um, uh, you know, to come shoot the same targets as the as the pros. It's, it's the coolest thing in this sport. That is great to end on that note. Well, we thank you and good luck for the rest of the week. Yeah, come to Texas State, man. We're looking forward to having everybody. I will everybody. be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Rad Chad here with the one and only Travis Mears. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great, Chad. Good to see you always. Yes, sir. So I've been following you around out there on the FETAS field. So um, you were shooting pretty good. Um, I saw you missed some, but I saw your scores and you ended up, ended up doing pretty good on it. 
Yeah, I, I miss those just to make uh, you know Corey and and Greg feel better. Yeah, I, I look like that. Now, were you part of this little side bet thing that I heard about? Uh, when it comes to the chip game, I back out of the side bets because ah. uh, Greg and and uh, Corey have quite the competition on the chips. And uh, I think I think out of the last fifty birds, they killed like over twenty chips. So yeah, it was crazy. You know, I was quite, watching them. quite the ammunition donation they did. Yeah, I was like, man, you guys are wasting a lot. Of <laughs> but they were hitting them, man. So it was cool. So we actually on our squad, we watched you do it. I told Corey I wanted to be part of it, and he said I would cheat because I wasn't on your same squad. So <laughs> I did it with Alec, and uh, I ended up winning it. And uh, Bill Davis, actually, one of the refs came over and he saw me hit when I didn't think I hit it. But he was like, Chad Roberts hit it. And uh, <laughs> it was cool to have the refs involved with it. They were excited about it. It was obviously the end of the day. We saw the trash truck going around when we were still shooting. Um, I think you guys just finished up behind yep. us or in front of us. Um, do you? Th- I know normally we can't do that. They usually poo-poo that and say no. Um, but it was pretty cool they allowed us to do. What do you think of that when it happens like that? No, it was a blast. Uh, there was there was three people in our squad that were competing in that, and so it was like uh, we were keeping score on that more than we were on our actual round. And you know, and the guys were shooting good, so uh, they they didn't have much to shoot at. Uh, yeah, they were center pretty, punching some birds. They were you know? hard. And Corey was like, you know, but it makes he told me earlier that it makes him look at the first target pretty hard, like so he doesn't miss it. Yeah, that might be his excuse. He just likes to play around. Yeah, it looked like it looked like <laughs> he was having fun with it. So, um, you've been you you've been coming out to Arizona for a few times over the years. What do you think about shooting out here? Yeah, it's been a while since I've been out here, but I, I love to come out here. First of all, I love to go to the mountains. Uh, although we're not in the mountains, we can see the mountains here. Uh, so it's a breath of fresh air. Uh, it's a cool, cool place to shoot because it's totally different than, uh, for example, what we did last year for the U S open where we're in the timber, uh, this year it's wide open. A lot of crossers. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing I take away from this shoot is there was more crossers than probably any shoot will go to just because they have the room to do it. Lots of um, real estate. Lots of real estate. A lot of blackbirds. Um, and they're blackouts. And so, you know, hard to see definition on them, but are, uh, you know, they're fun to shoot. You know, they, uh, with the room and with the real estate, they can throw the crossers, but they can put a little spring on them. There was a target on the blue course that, you know, that thing came from 120 yards away. It was crazy. And it when it crossed when it crossed the station, it still had plenty of spring on it. Like you don't get to see that very often. So Do you feel like at because of the depth reception, it looks slower than it really was? Well, I knew I knew because it was coming from so far away and it was still crossing the station the way it was that it had some spring on it. And sure. and uh Greg and I actually we were we were laughing and chuckling and we were calling it springy, you know, that mm-hmm. bird's pretty springy. And I was surprised how hard it was being thrown. I, I know that station you're talking about because I shot blue with you guys and uh it looked a little slow at first and I was like, wait a minute, it's going a long way. Oh yeah, I, I gapped that bird probably uh, you know, anywhere from eight to ten foot and I was center punching it, but uh after traveling 120 yards to have to put out in front of a bird yep. that far it's saying a lot you know yeah and it's hard to keep your eye on the target when it's black <laughs> yeah yeah there ain't we're much gonna have look, to we're gonna have to talk to at. white flyer about that you know get some color on those things or something <laughs> yeah. yeah um no it's funny because these mountains are we're looking at the mountains right now we're at 2700 el- foot elevation about 2640 and those mountains are about 40 50 miles away and they look like they're 10 miles away so everything yeah, looks- here just Looks like you'd be there in no time. Yeah, and you're not going to be. So um, if you had a choice 
and you're telling a new shooter or one of your students or somebody you teach or somebody from your home club right. to come out to, you know, hey, we're going to go to a big shoot in Arizona. What is the one event you would say, man, you cannot not go there without shooting it? Well, they've, they've got a great layout on all the courses. And, and I, I would say that, you know, whether it be the main event or the super sporting, you know, they're all kind of in the same same area with same terrain, you know. Uh, and that, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges of the whole event is, doesn't matter where you're at, everything kind of looks the same. It does, man. You know? You're driving around, you're like, hey, am I in the same spot as I was 20 right. minutes ago? Right. right. You know, and and uh, I was chuckling about it earlier because, like, I, I feel like I'm a, the best trap shooter in the world on freaking sporting. Like, if the bird comes out, I can whack that thing. No right. problem. No fat. It doesn't matter how fast or how slow I can hit trap birds. But I have missed so many trap birds this week because <laughs> I don't know where the trap's at. Right, right. And, Can't see it. And uh, we were on the Super Sporting a minute ago, and – uh I set up for a bird and I was ready and I called pool. I had a good plan. And, uh, unfortunately Greg was standing behind me and, and he goes <laughs> to the right, to the right, to the right. And so I had to spin the gun over and I hit the bird fortunately. And, and I hit the second bird and I turned around. I was like, golly guys, I feel like I'm dove hunting. Cause I have no idea where the birds are coming right. from. It's like, uh, it's probably why Greg does pretty good because he's always unmounted, even on trap birds. I think, <laughs> yeah, right? I <laughs> well, he, he, um, Greg and I always have a side bet going on, and uh, he he saved me on that one. He said, "That's the last one. You owe me one." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, out of all the events that you've shot so far, I think you've shot most of them. Um, what would you say is the hardest one that you shot? I think the first main we shot, the blue course, is probably the stoutest birds we've shot so far. Um, even were, over the infamous five stand oh yeah well, well, well yeah yeah throw yeah. the five stand in there <laughs> <laughs> i'm throwing all the events in there buddy <laughs> yeah let's talk about that five stand the five stand was stout it was really stout it was uh some did of you most... like it i loved it i thought yeah, it was I loved the it. coolest thing i've seen in a long time yeah I, mean, I thought it was really good there was nothing like you know there was nothing stupid. it was all hittable yeah you could you could shoot you could shoot 22 plus on any of them for sure um but you could easily drop down to a 15 or 16 Absolutely. like if you if yep. you miss a lick you're gonna be in the dump pretty quick and uh, do you think that's because of the fact that we only had five traps per machine which i haven't seen for years and that we're shooting some of those hard targets that they throw multiple times on every station sometimes i don't know if i chad i've been doing this since uh 99 and i don't know if i've ever seen a five stand that had five traps it's been a while the, the uh, Promatic guys told me they did it so the old guys can remember where the targets come from. Well, I think that's a great reason because there's a lot of old guys that just don't shoot the game anymore right. because of that. Yeah, so it's too many now, targets. Now, right? granted, here you can see all your traps because everything's flat and open. But, um, you know, for example, on on, on field four, the, the number one, which was an outgoing trap bird showing a little dome from the left, starting at 35 yards and going away. And the number four, which was a crosser from the right at 55 and edgy and under the skyline, those are the two gnarliest targets I believe I've ever seen on a five stand. And we had to shoot them a lot. A we lot, had to shoot them a, a lot. lot. Yep. Yeah. I missed, I didn't miss them all the time, but I missed enough of them to put me under a 20. I missed each sure. of them once. And I was very proud of that because they were both really nasty. Felt pretty birds. stoked yeah, about that. Really nasty that. I just thought it was fun because they were hittable. I had a student that asked me, He's like, uh, I just watched Anthony shoot it, and that looked really hard. And I said, well, you've, this is your big first national, you know, big uh, championship event. I said, you ever have you ever met Billy Big Balls? And he's like, who's that? And I go, you're going to find out who he is in about five minutes when we start. <laughs> he's going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what do I? And he sat there, and he was in station one, and I was over in four. And he looks out the cage, and he looks at me, and he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, 
just go, man. Just yeah. go and shoot. And he's like, what does that mean? I give it all you can, man. Yeah. Get in front and, <laughs> yeah. and give it a little more. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so you saw you were over here watching Matrix, I was noticing. Um, what do you think of that whole game? You know, that game's uh I, I mean, I don't Does it bring I, back I, some PSCA members? I bring no negativity, but uh it's got a little fine tuning to do. For example, last night I missed the eight on the on the second round, which is a one-eight pair, and then True I missed, yep. and then I missed the last eight in the last frame of the game, and I smoked everything else, and I lost. The guy I was shooting against missed, you know, six or eight birds, and he beat me because he was able to double down, and he, you know, right. and he was able to. Catch I think up. they were going to so, start making a rule where they can give the leader, whoever's in the lead, one time only to be able to double down himself. I don't know, man. I just, I just, uh, I have a hard time understanding a game where. The one, the guy that hits the most loses, and every <laughs> I'm not even kidding, Chad. Every right single here. game that we've shot, the guy that has hit the most has lost because they're in front the and, whole time. And yep. so there's a lot of strategy to it. And when you qualify, it's almost a team effort to get Absolutely. a qualifying score. But then when you go into the championship, it's a you're head to head against somebody. And so the lead is really a disadvantage, which in our game is hard to understand. And so, uh, you know, it's tough, but, uh, you know, I, I think they'll they'll find How far it. did you make it in it? I was the leader going I into didn't, this. I didn't see it, so I was interviewing some other. So you were the leader, so you, you got second place. Yeah, so, so I actually went in. Uh, the guy that's still shooting – Shot six rounds with him to get him in. He took the leading seat, and I was second in the in the in the bracket. And uh, I lost the first game last night uh, by hitting everything except for the eight. I missed the eight on the one eight, and then I missed the eight on the last pair. And the other guy missed like six birds, and he beat me. And I'm like, you, you just wanted to throw your gun down, right? Yeah, I so shot. I, I shot excellent. I was, proud, I was proud. Of my, out, right? I was proud of my shooting. I shot really good, like any other game I'd have won. Right, you right. know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I see you know. some fine tuning out there. I've talked to the guys that run it, but it it seems like they're trying to do something new, and I do I do appreciate uh, that. Yeah, for I us, love that. Shooters. I love that. And we were like, just talking out there about some strategies on you know maybe some deductions, like if you call maybe if you call the double down, but if you don't get it. Okay, if you You'll hit it, point. you get the double points. But if you miss it, maybe you get a, a deduction. Right. Which, uh, you know. Zero right now. Right. Which gives, you know, the guy that's in the lead an opportunity to maintain a lead. Um, and so I think, you know, who knows what they'll do. But yeah, sure. I'll keep shooting it. Yeah, I I'll think keep it's shooting. great. It's, um, so getting down to the end here, what gun, what chokes, what loads do you shoot? And do you change any of that because we're in the desert? No, no, <laughs> no, no, he doesn't change. No, I don't change anything. Um, I shoot a Caesar Greeny Invictus 3, which I awesome love. It's, yeah, it's got an M spec barrel, it's a 34 uh, with a fixed mod and I mod, uh, a winning custom stock. I shoot Fiocchi uh, Little Rhinos, and uh, when I need a comp, boom, yeah. Little Rhino. That's right. And when I need a little confidence booster, I might throw a White Rhino in there. Um, so and you do go up to a one and an eighth every once in a while? Every once in a while, I keep a few in my pocket in case nice. I have to, you know, sling a you lot of lead. You don't just go to a crusher or anything like that. You just go big. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you shoot eights or seven and a halfs per predominate? Uh, I'd probably say I was, you know, 75%, 75% seven and a halfs, and then, you know, the other eights. But um, shoot a few of the glasses and, and uh, 
Did you change your lenses being out here on the on the West Coast? No, this is weird? this is pretty pretty good pretty light for color. what I normally shoot. So I shoot the Pila eighteen uh, CEDs. That's kind of my go to lens, go. which is kind of brown tint. Um, and you know, I've I've been seeing the birds well. You can't find detail like you can on an orange bird because everything out here is black. But um, you know, everything's been yeah coming from pretty your good. background, coming off a target, pulling away, and staring at the target hard kind of makes it a little difficult sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, does almost get a little barrel aware and just make sure you're making the move right. Well, and I would say that's probably one of my faults, anyways, Chad. I I I'm always pretty barrel aware. Oh, me too. So and it's so, all good. so when when you're doing it right though, it feels right though. So you can't you can't yeah. deny it, right? There's no wrong or right way in this game. I found. Yeah, and so uh, there's there's points in the rounds where you just say, all right, grip it and rip it, and look at the bird and let it go. And you know, you got the equipment and you do the practice and you put in the time and it works. But um, you know, when it, you're at the U.S. Open, you're giving it your all, and that's what I'm trying to do. So. So any any last words for any of these new people that don't come out to the big shoots as much and they want to start shooting the big tournaments and they're they may be on the fence what would you tell them well i think you have to experience it um you know one of the you might be the best you know might be the best shooter at your club uh but when you come to the big show you'll be humbled quickly because uh the level of competition yeah the level of competition is there and the only way that you'll uh, reach your full potential is if you put yourself in that situation a few times and uh you know and i've been doing it a long time and i've been in a semi uh, feel like a slump over the last you know several years because i just haven't been able to strike at the major but that's only motivating to me because i'll continue to go till i get my opportunity and sounds like it. somebody i know that's on the other end of this mic yeah you just keep working hard because you know you have the potential i mean i can shoot as good as anybody but i got to do it at the right time and i'm still waiting for that time <laughs> there you go we'll get there man we'll yeah. get there i like it i like i like the fact that you and i we we think a lot a lot alike we have the same similar backgrounds and we want to get it done so we'll keep on pushing and i love watching you shoot um appreciate your time and uh thank you from the dead pair yeah thanks for the opportunity bud. all right buddy the dead pair. Okay, I'm here uh, over at the end of the five stand with the one and only John Calandro. Yes, sir. Would it be a junior? Uh, it's the fourth. It's but, the fourth. Holy but, smokes. Yes, junior can be an, another yeah. name for me. So, I was like, wait, John doesn't have a beard. Wait, no, this is the wrong John, right? <laughs> yes. So um, what do you think? You just got off the five stand. I watched you shoot a little bit, looking really good out there. Yes, it was it was tough start, but, you know, midway through, much better. And still, the targets are very testy. They they are tricky, and uh, they can get you. Pick yeah, away. it was it was. I lo- I love the targets here, but I mean, what do you think as a competitor just running through it today? And we got a little bit of all that white stuff in the sky. Uh-huh. Um, the blue is a little bit bit different blue, probably from what yep. you're used to. Yes, yes, it's much different back from Texas. Yeah. I mean, this this whole range is just different. So. Um, the targets were, I mean, it's, it's still, there's not much wind. I know some competitors had uh, a lot of wind from behind, but, uh, yeah, the targets and you could see everything. So do you think you have to change any of your techniques or the way you look at a target since it's different from where you're at back home? No, uh, definitely not. Um, it's, it's just, um, just your pre-shot routine, your focus, really setting up and kind of just trusting yourself. So if you were uh, a first-time shooter coming out here, what would you tell him to expect coming into the U.S. Open or even a big shoot here if it was a regional at, at Tucson Trap and Skeet Club? I mean, really just what to expect. I mean, 
I would give him advice and just have fun. But uh, yeah, just you trust yourself. You as many yeah, events just, as possible or keeping yeah, it to a it, minimum here? Or what do you think? Is, yeah, just 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 shoot and, and, and find yourself. I mean, it's, 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 it's a journey. So you can find how much you can push yourself each day and then, you know, make a decision. I so. love what you said. It's a journey. Um, I noticed you're wearing some Rangers. Are those react lenses? Yes. What do you think of the react in the, in the desert? It's perfect. Yeah. I would say the same thing. I'll show you a little secret after we're done here. Um, something for the future for you yeah. guys in the desert with the react model. Um, I noticed you're wearing a bear pelt vest also looks pretty good. A little custom yes. action in the yes. back. Um, what is that color in the back? Is it color? Camo? No, it's, uh, it's the, uh, the nickel shot. Oh, so they put it, it all is. the nickel yep, shot yep. in the top that. of the shell. So from, from the RC yes, brand, from the right? RC brand. Yep. Yes. So it's, it's, it's one of their designs. I was what you had. You have, no, nope, I mean, not shot. to be weird, but you have a bunch of balls with your back. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta go up there and look at it hard. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting design. So yeah. Very nice. Um, so what kind of gun shoot, what kind of chokes, what kind of load did you end up using for yes. out here? So I shoot a Blazer F3. Excellent Shout out to Blossom. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Uh, chokes. Um, I just started with uh, the Mullers, uh, the, the U3s, and uh, Jimmy's been great, and they've they've performed very well. I was I Excellent shocked. Excellent Very lightweight, too. Yes, very lightweight. And then shells, I have the RC4 Red Shot, the one that's plastered on my back. So it's 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 a nickel shot. And Is it a one ounce or one ounce? One ounce. Yeah, your one ounce guy. Yes, yeah. one ounce, twelve ninety. It's excellent. It's a great load. But yeah, Blazer has been great. The mechanical triggers are just perfect. Do you the think inline that, hammers are just great for the trick? Isn't that great? Yeah, the, the whole striker fire system yes. is pretty cool. But what do you think? Um, do you think some people they see the targets here and they go, "They're oh man, they look really far," and they may not be because it's a deception. You think they want to run the bigger loads, like one in an eighth, and put a lot of pellets out there? Or, oh yeah, and they just have that in their head that they got to do it. That's the reaction you think is, is especably depth perception and judging distance. Not much behind it at all. So and that mountain's forty eight miles yeah. from us. So it's it, it looks like it's two miles away, but it's forty eight. Exactly. So. so they they probably the reaction is probably getting an ounce in an in an eighth, pay, bigger payload, longer shot strings, blowing so, out their shoulders, blowing out their shoulders. <laughs> so that's why I said just find yourself and trust yep. your equipment. Or so, just go for it and just, just go for just it, kill yeah. yourself and wreck yourself for the rest of the weekend. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, it's good to talk to you, and it's uh, finally good to catch up with yes, you and so have thanks, a conversation. Of course, thanks. No problem. All right. I'm here with Corey Cruz, and it looks like he's uh, working on his uh, golf cart here. Trying uh, to add about five horsepower right there. He's trying to add five horsepower. What do you think about this, uh, Corey? Is this more fun than shooting right now? Oh, of course. Yeah, working on stuff? Oh, yeah, man. I like it. Uh, you got some cords going on. Your twice pipes are put together with your twin vacuum pumps, and your uh, backlash of your overkill the, switch is working i'm trying to readjust the flux uh flux capacitor here and uh i need a swivel you need a swivel that might not work i use a shotgun shell personally but but it won't idle with the shotgun shell no it will not <laughs> it just goes <laughs> so Corey, you've been shooting i've been uh, getting some documentation of you this weekend and uh how'd you like that fetash i saw your scores it was pretty good and, uh, yeah, I'm pleased with it. It was, uh, you know, I saw average you missed a flying little rabbit, little yeah, bat that rabbit, rabbit that kind of hurt. And then, uh, one yesterday I just threw out in front of, but overall it was a good feet test. I mean, you know, when you got a, a 99 and a 98 or 98, 97, is that what it is? Yeah. 98, 97. It's hard to hit that many of them hanging on a string, dude. Yeah. So 
I saw that you had a little side bet with your uh, squad mates, and I ended up having a side bet with my squad mates. Um, ended up winning by one. Um, how was your uh, little side bet with chip action yesterday? It was good. It paid about 120 bucks. Who won it? Uh, I did. Very nice. Very Against, nice. Against uh, former world champion Greg Wolf, and uh, you know, winning the U.S. Open is really nice. But uh, meeting Greg, playing chip on P test. Uh, pretty nice that, that the uh, refs let us do that because they were they were being pretty cool to us out there. Like, go for it. And even uh, Bill Davis came over and he says, I saw you hit a piece, Chad. And I was like, nice. That's how I won mine. Yeah, so. you got to have fun with it, man. And, you know, the, uh, the I guess the, the hidden initiative behind it, you got to crush the bird or hit it on your first shot so you can have a chip. So it kind of cancels out the idea of maybe missing a single. Right. You know, which uh, it makes you work hard. That's right. It makes Absolutely. you work hard. Hey, I've uh, just got done being over at the Blazer tent, and I saw your pro model over there. The oh, whole yeah. F-16 Duke. That thing's sweet, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. For the price, I don't think there's a gun out there that has that kind of hop-up kit that you can put on it. No, it's a game-changer, man. It's uh, I, I, my, my hope is that it'll let the public know how good first off that 16 shoots and then they'll dig a little deeper to see how good the service and the warranty deal is. And then second to see how special Rhino can make an over and under. And if you think that uh, a gun shoots good right out of the box, wait till Rhino puts their twist on it. And that's what we do with the pro series. It's basically the same setup as I've run on my F3 on my wife's F16 and pretty much any gun that I'm going to shoot, I even have that same setup on a on a 28 gauge hunting gun. Recoil is not fun, and you don't get anything out of getting kicked. It makes it less fun, right? Pretty yep. dang simple. So take all of it out that you can, and get the gun to fit you a little bit better, and everything comes out a lot nicer. Very nice, yeah. Because I was I was excited. I took that thing apart, and then I went and shot it, and it was pretty cool. Um, so first days down of the Super Squad. Um, did all right. I saw your scores out there. Um, I know it's the first day going into the second day today. What, what's your, what's your call on it with the way the weather is and everything going today? The weather's perfect. We just actually finished, uh, the second round. So, uh, missed two birds that I probably should have hit, but I probably hit two birds that I could have missed. Uh, the course is pretty easy. I'm sitting on a 125. Um, I missed four targets on my last stand yesterday that you just can't do. So it was a huge mistake and just trying to call, uh, crawl out of that. So we'll see how tomorrow shapes up. It looks like we might have a little bit of wind. Who knows out here whether it's really going to come. I guess we're on the last rotation tomorrow. Yeah, on the, and, on the blue course, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, on the blue course. So yeah, we shot maybe that yesterday, a, and you're going to really like it. It's, a so good, it's, your, it's your style course. Do you think there's a uh, little room to make up some ground over there? Absolutely. Or, yeah? Absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, I, Clint Hinton actually um, wasn't able to get on a, on a super squad, and he was on the squad in front of us, and he put it up a, a 66. So it's there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some tricky, easy stuff yeah. um, that a lot of people were missing around me that I saw. Um, I threw a 60 on it, and I was pretty happy with that. That made me, uh, you know, competitive. Um, but yeah, I think it's there. I think it's probably the championship course style that it should be. It has enough good stuff. Yeah, you'll like it. It's good. I'm excited, man. I'm really surprised at the the how low the scores are from yesterday, yesterday and today. I heard Mike Longo and Derek Mind both straighted the white course today. Now Derek missed one. I think I heard, and Mike uh, uh, straighted it, which is. 
freaking outstanding. So yeah, it is. You know, and those are the kind of the scores. And I figured that was going to happen yesterday on the red, which it didn't. A lot of people struggled yesterday. I don't know if it's what it was, but the the targets on red and white were pretty straightforward. You know, our job was to maybe get away down one, down two overall. So I think we're all kind of behind the curve a little bit. Even Derek and uh, Mike's scores are leading. So that's good. So as always, like to check in with what you're shooting. Maybe you've changed up your equipment. So gun chokes and load for the weekend. The good old trusty Blazer F3 with my Rhino chokes, my Pila glasses, my ESP earplugs, and uh, what am I forgetting? A Mexican hammer. Oh yeah, my Mexican hammer. <laughs> you still running one ounce for oh, the yeah, for man. the shoot? You don't change up when you come out to the no, desert? No, I shoot them all the same. The uh, Aguila one ounce twelve seventy fives, man. They they murder these clays, man. It's really fun to watch. That was uh, I was kidding around with Greg yesterday playing you know, the chip game, I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to put in a cylinder choke just so I have a piece to shoot at, you know, because they freaking hammer birds. It's pretty, it's, it, it's it was pretty fun to watch. We got to watch it. Unfair advantage. <laughs> well, it's good to talk to you. Get back to uh, fixing up your twice pipes and your flux capacitor and have a good yeah. time out there. Okay, buddy. Thank right. you. Rad Chad Roberts here with Clayton Nance. I just got done watching you shoot five stand. How was it? Uh, it was great, man. Uh, wind laid down a little bit, which was in our favor from the previous days, but, uh, it was good. Good targets. How'd you like the targets? They were good. Um, you know, we're in the desert, so there's lots of big black belly targets in the air, you know. Uh, but there was a couple orange targets on the five stands, so that was fun. Does it feel like it's uh, that mountain's like four miles away when it's really about 50? Yeah, that for sure. Like, first couple times out here, that mountain will mess you up, you know. You're not used to it. So I noticed another thing about the five stand is they're only running five machines on each layout. And that's something that we don't see too often. And I was talking to Promatic guys and they said that uh, they wanted just to have it move along. And it helps for the older guys to remember what targets they're getting thrown. Um, do you find that uh, more of an advantage or can it hurt you because they throw some of the harder targets more times? Yeah, when we first got on the first five stand, I actually noticed that just five machines. But then I kind of thought it was clever because it is hard to be creative in this one big wide open space. Um, but then the, the flip side of that is you shot some really hard targets twice in one cage sometimes, you know. Um, so I think that's why it's partially why the scores are so low as well. Yes. And, uh, but do you think it was fair? I would say it's fair. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, fair targets. So how about everything else? I know you've shot a bunch out here in the desert because I've seen you out here a bunch over the years. Um, do you like shooting out here when it comes out to the West? I know some people like, oh, man, we're going to the desert. I don't want to do it because I'm from the East Coast or where there's more trees or background. What do you think of shooting in the desert? Yeah, I think I'm fortunate living in Abilene. Like, we are on the line of ugly. You know, I can go 10 miles to the West and have desert or 10 miles East and shooting the trees. So uh, I feel like I'm more used to shooting just in open wide spaces than like the East Coast guys, like you mentioned. Um, so I've always liked coming out here. Uh Something different, you know. As far as the rest of the courses on the main event, do you have? Do you find that you have to change your techniques or any approach to how to shoot the targets because of the wind, or even just because they're black targets or just seeing better or whatever it is? Do you change anything up? I don't. Uh, like I said, I practice so much in open spaces. Um, that I just, I feel like I'm just used to it, you know, but I, there is a, you've got to connect here because there's no reference. There's very little background, if any, to give you, you know, speed or line or anything. So 
uh, I feel like you really got to crank up the intensity looking at the target and getting good connection. So would that would you say that certain techniques from certain types of shooters might be better off here for somebody that does like more of a pull away with more connection or swing through even compared to somebody that may maintain all the time? Yeah, for sure. In my opinion, there's, you know, we shoot a lot of stuff out here that's big gaps, uh, lots of stuff at 90 degrees, lots of stuff at distance. So I think, you know, if you're a shooter that works from out front and with some space, you, it's going to be easier for you than somebody that mounts on the front edge and is a pull away guy or a swing through guy. Sure. Excellent. Um, so anything you like to add about the U.S. Open this year? Do you find it um, comparable or more fair, less fair, more, you know, a shooter's type of uh, an event, meaning that, you, you know, you have to have a perfect round here because the targets may not be like what last year's Open were? Yeah, I thought it was kind of backwards. Uh, you know, usually the side events are a little on the softer side here, especially at the U.S. Open, and the mains usually pretty cranked up and intense. And uh, so far this week, the the mains have been probably the softest uh, events that we've shot. You know, so um, thought that was just interesting. Uh, I think the scores are going to be high, especially for U.S. Open. You know, excellent. But do you find that a bad thing or is that a good thing? I don't know that it's a bad thing. Uh, just different, you know. I personally, I like bigger targets. You know, a U.S. Open at Backwoods, I had a r great time. Right. I, I know a lot of people thought it was over the top and too much, but I enjoy that kind of stuff. Right. So, always age-old questions: uh, What gun you shoot? What chokes you shoot? And constriction? And what loads you shoot? And if you change them for the desert being out here in the you know a little higher elevation, drier weather, and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't make any changes, um, so I do, I shoot a Beretta DT-11, double uh, E, double L, 32-inch. I've got a Jim Greenwood custom stock, and I shoot uh, Mueller U3s, and I pretty much just leave them in the gun all the time. Uh, maybe shoot a thread here or there or something, but, and uh, I'm shooting Bornagi 1-ounce, 1,300, 7.5s, and I shoot the same shell all the time. Are those the golds? They are the Bornagi Golds, yeah. Those are pretty cool shells. I like those. Um, so good. Any any changes with glasses out here because of the blue or different blue sky than what you may see in Texas or even on the East Coast or farther west? Yeah, so like I'm a purple filtration. You know, the 40CN is my go-to lens. Um, well, what, starting this week, I tried some of the browns and the orange, like the 38 CEID. Uh, and I'm right back to my everyday 40 cm. So. By the end of the weekend. Or yeah, or just the middle of the week when every get everything gets you get used to it. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. So, so anything to add before we leave you on on your way? Uh, no, I heard you roasted that five stand. What was your score? Oh yeah, five stand went well. I shot 89, so I think it's a uh, tie with Corey, runner up right now. I uh, shot the red main pretty good today. Shot 62 on the red main, so. It was a good day and hope to do it again tomorrow. That's awesome because I heard the high score on the five stand was a 92, if I'm correct. And uh, you're right there, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 92. It is a big five stand. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So I, I look forward to seeing you in the shoot off. Well, good luck and uh, thank you for the interview. Uh, thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. So I'm sitting here with Anthony Matarese. This is Chad Roberts from Dead Pair Podcast. Uh, how'd you like the weekend? It was good. Had a good time. Had my kids with me. And uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Shot okay in a few events. Missed a few more than I should have in the main event, but so I saw you out there uh, shooting, and you were looking pretty good. I didn't get any video of you, but uh, you know, you feel like you're in form right now. 
Yeah, I feel like I'm shooting as good as I've ever shot. I just uh, had a couple bad stands in the main, but shot all my other events pretty well. Right on. So we're watching Corey Cruz um, shooting for second or third. Um, what do you think about your buddy up there? You think he's got it? I mean, he, he hasn't missed one yet, so he doesn't look real nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've been at, coming out to Arizona a lot um, for the U.S. Open and regionals. Um, do you have any advice for anybody that is on the fence about coming out here because, you know, they get intimidated by the wind or the black targets or anything like that? What would you say? Uh, it's a great place to shoot. I love shooting out here. The climate's awesome. I love the I love the climate. Um, the uh, desert is just a little unique, but it's, it's definitely something you need to expose yourself to to become a better shooter. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, just like I was always still shooting a DT11. Yep. What what load size did you shoot out here? Uh, one ounce double A, one ounce twelve ninety eights and seven and a half. Nice. So, what choke were you running? A pair of mods still. Pair of mods, yep. So you still haven't gone down to an open size like you were talking about about a year ago. Uh, I put in my skeet choke every now and then. Nice, you're doing it. You're actually touching your gun. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's good to talk to you again. Thank you. All right. The dead pair. I have a friend of mine and somebody I is an up-and-comer um, that w- traveled out with me to the uh, U.S. Open, Mr. Alec Sedlicek. What's going on, my friend? Not much. How are you doing today, Chad? Uh, not much. I'm just hanging out with you and drinking a beer here over at Tucson Trap and Skeet Club, watching some shoot-offs and stuff. We just watched Anthony win out the uh, prelim against Brandon. That was pretty cool. Um, so let me ask you, you've been coming out here with me for a few years now. You've had some really good success in the desert. Uh, what do you attribute that to besides my cool looks and me hanging out and being your coach? Honestly, just the repetition and being used to the climate out here. I've heard a lot of people from the East Coast say that it's so different to come out and shoot in the desert. And I know when I go back East, it's different for me to go back East and shoot in the woods and the marsh and wherever we go. So definitely being out here, being used to the desert climate, that blue sky is really helping me out this weekend. I'm not scoring as high as I'd like to, but I know I'm shooting like I want to, and hopefully it'll all come together for me soon. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you've been, uh, coming on pretty strong over the last couple of years. I know that you shot a top 10 here in the main event at the Western regional last year. And then we were down in, uh, uh, Houston the year before for the regional there, um, a couple of years ago, and you finished in top 10 in the fee task. Um, so you have your moments and you've done really well in double a back when you first started and you were getting into it and started starting to go to a lot of shoots with me. Um, you actually won double a in super sport, I believe one year at the nationals. Is that correct? That is correct. First year out at the nationals in 2017, I believe. Yeah, that was a while ago. So a few years ago, <laughs> anyways, uh, so outside that, what so far we haven't seen a lot of targets. Um, what do you think of them so far? Targets have been great. I think it's champion level targets. It's nothing too crazy that feels stupid or, or out of whack. Uh, forgetting to go across the country, there have been some times where it's like, okay, I got to shoot a 70-yard target. I don't know when I'm ever going to see that again, and I send a hope and a prayer at it. But this weekend, I don't really think I've seen anything too far outside of maybe 50 or 60 yards. Big targets here and there, but not through the whole course, and everything's been fair and definitely competitive, but fair. That's cool. So uh, what what is your, you know, moving into this year, and this is really a, a your first big event of the year, outside of Jack Links with me, what is your goals this year moving forward? Um, you know, you're just starting at it, going at it hard this year with me. Um, I know you got a new job in, in the industry working at a local gun range back home. 
what what do you think you're going to be able to do towards the end of the year? I'm just hoping to keep grinding away, keep finding my rhythm, my stroke, my timing, all that kind of good stuff, and keep training with you and, and going out there and making sure I'm working with my coach, and you've been my coach since day one, and keep figuring out you know what went wrong and doing our pre-shot, post-shot, and post-tournament, I should say, routines, and, and keep grinding away and keep making sure that the time we do put on range is quality time versus quantity time. Awesome. Well, good luck for the rest of the weekend. I hope it turns out well for you and uh, we'll see you later. Take care. Thank you. All right. Back with Alexander Sedlicek. It is Sunday afternoon. You've done really well. You came back from a three bird deficit to me uh, to tie me with a 178. Um, so we shot uh, 89% on the course. Um, you shot really well. Um, I did beat you in the chip game or did we tie it out? I thought we tied out on Fetesk. I think we did tie it out. I think on we Super did. Two. You're right. Yeah, yeah I, I came on hard, and then you then you were able to get me. So we played a game, chip games. Um, talked to some of the other guys, Corey and uh, Travis. Those guys playing some chip games too. So, um, you know, always talking about the targets. You did really well um, in the main events. I think you really found your stride on Sunday. Um, great score with 63 up over on White. Um, 62. 62. I'm sorry. So I don't want to lie to everybody out there. 62. <laughs> you were on a 60. I remember the last one you missed. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, like an age old question, uh, what gun do you shoot? What choke, what load size, what choke size do you use? Um, what glasses, vests, all that good stuff, go through the list and tell me if you change anything, knowing that you're going to be in the desert. So I shoot a Blazer F3. I shoot pure gold chokes, titaniums. I shoot a 10-15 constriction, 10 on the bottom, 15 on top. I shoot one ounce, eight shot, Bornagi golds. Uh, I've got ranger lenses. I try and go as dark as possible that lets enough light through in this sky because uh, I do have some colorblind issues, but I just want to have enough clarity on the target that I can see it without getting blinded by that desert sun out here. Nice. Did you uh, change up your chokes at all this weekend? Cause that seems like a pretty open choke concept in... I know we ha we sat around with Derek and the boys, uh, Derek Mine and uh, uh, Brad Kidd about chokes and everything, and we were talking about you know some of the bombs that were thrown out here over the weekend. Did you go up at a choke at all? I didn't actually. I did talk to Derek about that, and he did say to go tighter. I didn't want to change anything in the middle of the shoot. I might play around with that in some testing later on on my own own time, but I didn't want to change anything in the middle of my shoot. Do you think you missed any of your targets because of the chokes you were running? No. If anything, it was probably the moves I was making or just being out of whack with my timing. Nice, because I'm i here to test everybody. He, when he hit them, he hit them hard. So, um, you know, that doesn't mean you always have to go tight, guys. But, you know, some people, it's all about confidence. Um, I know you run the Ranger React lenses, great lenses. I know you were running a little darker than what I was running for most of the weekend. I know I was testing some of the new stuff, maybe, that you could see down the road that's for the desert climate or, or brighter days um, that we normally see. Um you shoot the one ounce eights, and I know you didn't shoot any seven and a half, so you were getting it done with just the regular go-to stuff that you shoot anywhere you go, right? That is correct. That's awesome to hear. So anyways, um, there you go. So if you guys are out there learning to shoot and you want to hear what the guys are doing out here on the tour, this is what we're doing. All right. Thank you. The Dead Pair. This is Rad Chat over here with uh, David Radulovich. Um, so second day's in the books. How's it feeling, buddy? Uh, it feels pretty good. I, uh, I'm, you know, I haven't really got a chance really to practice that much, and and um, you know, so 
basically coming into this, I, I knew that my performance was going to be pretty heavily based around my strategy, you know, making my, my decision making. Uh, and if I play my strengths and weaknesses in the current moment really, really well and make good choices on how I want to approach things, because my normal, uh, you know, my normal game, so to speak, is fairly aggressive and quick and requires a lot of, you know, being in tune with the gun, so to speak. And if I'm not really at that point yet, mechanically, it's kind of hard to do that, but it's so tempting on a lot of these targets. So I have to like basically every station resist my natural urge, which is, which is like, it's real. Yeah. It's fun, but it's, you know, that challenge is fun. And then there's certain spots that where I feel like I can do it, but um, I think it's been going pretty good. So let me ask you with the way that you shoot with the proprioception style of shooting, I guess is what we'll call yeah. it, right? You know, it's, it's the style, right? And do you feel when there's wind involved and the targets are moving around that it makes it kind of difficult to to actually get that move to work sometimes? Uh, no, I I actually think for me it's kind of like the opposite. The worst the worst uh, weather conditions I can get, honestly, the better uh, for me compared to other people that I'm shooting against because my shots are taken, you know, like my my shots are taken so non-consciously that i don't really have a chance to to you know get conscious of the target changing in the middle of the shot and because of the way that i shoot i i can make everything happen all at one time as opposed as opposed to like compartmentalizing all the mechanics of the move and needing to take a longer shot so when it gets really windy i i'm very easily able to take stuff off the arm and kind of eliminate uh you know changing transitions and just kind of take everything under power which which you know tends to work pretty good and win but then also when you get target setters that like to throw speed like we have here then it it works out pretty good so with uh us being in the desert uh what's your what's your rating of shooting in the desert you like shooting out here i know you like taking pictures out here i've seen so what do you think about the actual pictures and are are the, the the shot shooting out here compared to where you normally would shoot um, I think it, you know, like I've said on my own podcast a couple times, um, a lot about how I'm not a, I don't really like shooting out here because it's, I, I have a, it's not anything to do with, with the club or the target setting or anything like that. It's, it's my own weakness and how much my external environment influences me. Um, and the, uh, I tend not to do super well if I'm not enjoying every aspect of it. Uh, so like, it's one of the reasons why I don't do too well at nationals generally, because I, the terrain is so boring. There's not that much trees and they have everything on a, a long straight road. Um, and so that influences my ability to like really focus. Cause I almost like don't want to be there and I can't resist the urge of that, which is a total weakness in my game, but it's just the way that it is. But for this place, um, you know, I kind of normally feel the same, um, but the uh, so I kind of normally feel the same, and honestly, one of the reasons why I've tried to take a lot of pictures and do everything that I'm doing is is uh, to kind of flip my perspective and make it to where I'm specifically looking for things that are beautiful to kind of bring my uh, you know bring my dopamine up. And I have to say, and you know, I, I told this to Tim Miles yesterday that I'm hugely impressed. I love how we kind of from the last time i was here he moved some of the stations up he has them in in really nice places i love his roads they're nice and curly and so you always feel like you're in your own little area and and i and i told him i said i have to i've been publicly uh you know talking down on you but i gotta eat my words because i'm i like it 
<laughs> I like your style. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, what would be your favorite course here? If you were to tell somebody like, look, you're going to, it's your first time out to the U.S. Open or any big shoot that they have in here in Arizona, what would you tell them that they have to shoot? Would it be the five stand, the main events, obviously, but like is FITAS like special because of the way that where they put it, there's a little bit of more trees and terrain out there. Or is it just, just in general, everything? I mean, I kind of feel like they all seem fairly similar uh, in terms of aesthetic look to it. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not a, I don't, I have an aversion to shooting traps, so the five stand was fairly bad for me. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I would say, are, are you talking about target wise or location wise? Just in general, like if you were to tell somebody, hey, you got to make sure if you come out to Arizona, shoot this area, go shoot their feet test because it's just, it's cool how they set everything out there. It's not something you'll see anywhere else. Like we can see five stand, but it is different here because the mountains are so far away. Right. And it looks like the mountains, you know, four miles away when it's actually about 50 and the targets can look like they're bombs when they're really not. Um, so, I mean, is it just a overall out here? Like for me personally, I like shooting some of the part of the super sport course was in the trees. Some of the feet tasks was in the trees. So it made it more fun for me to, um, you know, get involved with the game a little bit out there. Um, however, like you said, when you go around and shoot the main event and it's, uh, you know, all the curly roads and it, you're, you're almost by yourself on every station. It makes it fun too. So it's just different for me, but you know, I always ask that, like, where would you go? If there's one event that you have to shoot it at somewhere like this, what would you say? Or would you just say, go all in baby? <laughs> uh, I would say I, like I really liked the look of the uh, super sporting because I thought I, I agree it was kind of like in the trees kind of cool stuff. But the only downside about that area is here where the the way that the trees work with all the mesquite bushes. If you're in a really cool area with with trees, they can't really throw anything low, so everything's got to be real high. Um, and so, uh, which I personally love targets up in the air. So I I would probably pick a course that had a little bit of of both, where I would say like. One of the main events, or maybe the feed task, you know, the feed task area is pretty cool because you can, th they've got some stuff, they've got open areas where you can shoot low, but they also got those high trees you can throw birds up in the air. Excellent. So, as always, you know, what's the gun you shoot? Uh, Parazzi. Uh, what is the choke size? I know you don't run chokes in your gun, so what's the constriction? Uh, my, right now, the barrels that I'm shooting are 24 24. I like it. Uh, what's the load size you shoot in the desert? Do you change up or you run everything all the same? I run everything all the same. I shoot the one ounce game board, 1300 feet per second, seven and a half white gold. White gold, no onyx, huh? Uh, as soon as it comes out, or well, as soon as I can get it, I'm definitely going to do it, but I, I haven't been able to get it yet. Uh, glasses, any special lenses you run, like just the regular, you know, I'm blind and colorblind, so I have to run what they give me? Yeah, I basically have, uh, I have four lenses really i use two mainly i use the the red green the uh it's the rghl and the rgll i run that 80 percent of the time then every once in a while i have the uh i don't even know what they're called they don't make them anymore but they're like these weird blue ones yep um and but then uh you know every once in a while i'll put on i'm wearing them right now they're the uh cherry 
um, lens because, uh, like on a day, like today, I've, I literally have not had a break since eight in the morning and haven't even got a chance to get out to drive back to the parking lot. And I just got exhausted. So if I put a bright lens on, it kind of open, opens your eyes up, wakes you up a little bit. And, uh, so and trust me, folks, he still has his gun and his sweet bear pelt vest that I'm seeing here. Yeah, it's this the new journey, sick. journey podcast vest. I didn't know it was on, but it what's on it, but it's just pure chaos. It's on it. Like pure chaos. Yeah. Pure chaos. I love it. So, so what else do you have to say about everything that's going on out here at the U S open? You like it? Have fun with the, you think the targets are right where they need to be for the championship? Um, I think that I want to say this now, uh, because I, you know, if let's say I were to win tomorrow, it's going to sound like I'm saying that because I won. But what I want to say is that uh, I'm very impressed by everything. I was I was wrong about a lot of stuff. Uh, and I, here's the thing about this place. Tim Miles really knows what he's doing, obviously. And um, the very first time I was ever here, I want to say this was maybe 10 years ago or something. Um, I wasn't very, I'm, I'll be honest, I was not very impressed with, with the club. I didn't, I... Uh, I wasn't, when I say the club, I mean like the layout of the courses, the target setting. So like, I, I would say like, I wasn't really Im impressed with the place that there were a lot of weird rules, a lot of weird stuff. And I, I, I just didn't have that much fun. The second time I came, huge improvement. Third time I came improvement, but it was still a lot of stuff I didn't like. And this time I can't really find it. I mean, I'm a picky guy. I like to try to be, and, you know, my friend, I'm friends with all the guys that own and run these places. So I like to try to give them as much advice as I can. And I'm, and I'm, I have to commend Tim miles because every time I come, he puts a lot of effort into you know making this place better and changing it in every way that i see that that you know it's pretty good so i'd say that i uh, about the club i'm, I'm impressed and i want to make sure that, that goes on the record before uh sunday night cool. um and then i would say target wise i think they are crazy fun targets and i think that th this is th i think there has been a trend and I, this is going to be really really important to say there has been a trend in uh, in our sport where the targets are just getting so freaking hard. And because they're being catered to the top pros of the top pros, and um, and that's kind of like the, the mindset. And the thing about that is, is I freaking love that, obviously. All of us love that. But 95 to 98% of everybody else here doesn't love that, and they don't have fun. And um, what I really think is great about these targets is that, number one, they're not that way, but they're set in a way to where there's a level of technicality and a little bit of a finesse to them to where it is possible so far, I've only shot the red and the white, um, it's, so far, it's possible so far to run both of those courses. Absolutely possible to straight them for myself. I have not, but it is definitely possible. Um, but to do that, because of the technicality of it, you literally have to shoot a perfect round. Whereas in other tournaments that we've gone to, it's not really possible to shoot a perfect score on these other courses, even if you shoot a perfect round. So, But the thing about it is the technicality of these, there's nothing crazy far away. There's nothing. I mean, I, I haven't seen a bird over 45, 50 yards. I don't even think I've seen anything 50 yards away. And you don't, there's one straight score so far. Uh, at the biggest tournament of the year outside of the national championship. I think these are like perfectly set birds to where you cater to the top pros because it, it makes the game challenging where it's a straightable course, but 
you, you but have to you be can, perfect. You have to be perfect, and and I think You're that's right. perfect because then everybody else can enjoy it too. Yeah, because I've had everybody that I teach that have been here. It's like, man, I shot a whatever score they shot, and it wasn't the greatest. But they're like, but I I knew I had them. I had a I had a chance to hit them all. Yeah, I would have just been better moves or whatever. And I'm like, just yeah. make a better move tomorrow. Make a better plan. Whatever. Exactly. It is, so. And and they're targets that like you know I can go up there and hit a four out of six, and a guy in C class will go run the station. There you, you go. You know, and I and I think that's cool. I I really I think these are great targets for that. Excellent. Well, thank you, David, and we'll see how you do on Sunday. Good luck. Thank you very much. You too. The dead back to you guys this is rad chad roberts with the dead pair gang um so we're going to do something a little different um because there was some video taken of me um we thought it would be hilarious if somebody interviewed me so i'm grabbing my best buddy alex sedlicek um and we're going to see what he has to ask me let's let's hope it's not too crazy for y'all out there okay here we go alec how's it going buddy hey chad what's going on today how are you i am great i'm great i love being out here in the desert I was going to say, how'd you like being at the open out here? Did you think the targets were fair? Did you like the targets this weekend? We're here on Sunday, and I know you shot pretty well. You held it all together through the weekend. How are you feeling through the course of Thursday to today? For me, it was, you know, I was trying to get a little bit better uh, uh, percentage. If you guys follow me on Facebook or any of my social media, you'll know that I shot in the 70s, in the middle of the 70 pack for my average in the tournament out at Jack Link's. And, you know, everybody says, well, that was a really hard tournament, you know, and Doug Vine set some crazy targets and Joel Skull always gets me or, you know, he just a great target setter. Um, yes, they were hard. Um, some of them were extremely hard out there. Um, you know, this is just one of those different tournaments. You know, some people would say that these targets were definitely easier. Um, even though they were easier, they were harder to shoot in some scenarios because we have other elements. One is the desert weather. It was windy on a couple days that we shot there and it made some stuff get really hard. Uh, another thing is you're dealing with the different blue sky out on the West coast than you deal with anywhere else in the country. It's just different looking, um, two things that look like they're 20 yards away or could be 40 yards away. Um, because there's no way to see the difference in, um, the depth reception is really bad. So, um, you know, it's just a really hard thing to get your depth perception down. However, um, I think because of that, um, you could say a lot of people I've interviewed this week said that, you know, targets were a little bit softer than what they've seen at the, uh, at the opens in the past. But however, something that like Anthony Manarese and myself were talking about, even though the targets could be called easier or softer. The scores were not really high. We were surprised that the high scores were really very similar to what was won with down in Jack Link. So, um, you know, 189, 188, 186 in there is going to put you in the top, you know, four or five shooters. So um, I think, you know, it was competitive. It was awesome. There was towers. There was um, all kinds of targets. You know, one of the targets that wasn't there that we saw where we usually see out there is there was no ground rabbits which i was pretty stoked on because if you know me you know my my opinion on that i don't think rabbits should be used for a big title uh defense they're great to shoot at it's a lot of fun but with the variety or variables that they can um that can happen with a rabbit on the ground especially after it's been shot up all over the place over the weekend it changes how they run so you're not getting a consistent or at least similar consistency. So I have, I have my opinions on that. It's not that big of a deal. I'm pretty good rabbit shooter. So, um, 
you know, so yeah, it was great. I love the terrain. I love the shooting out here. It was a, it was a good shoot. Um, great times, you know, I, I, I can't wait till we can come back here again. Let's go off that a little bit more. Did you personally do anything to adjust for the weather or the desert out here? Did you change lenses or did you change any of your setup or anything like that? Uh, only thing I did is come out here more often. So I've been teaching a lot in Arizona over the last three months. I got a lot of snowbirds down here in Tucson. So I've made two or three trips down here since January to um, shoot and to train and teach. So I got my, you know, we may not shoot a lot of targets as coaches um, just because we're teaching so much if we're busy. But what we do is is we see a lot of targets um, usually when we're busy. So um, I got to see a lot of desert targets with this terrain. So I felt like I had a good handle on that. Um, I did do, you know, my, in my own analysis, I just, I did notice that, you know, the top, out of the top 10 shooters, you know, the majority of them were uh, maintained style shooting, um, you know, type of concept um, type shooters. Like we had Wendell who won it, um, who shoots from a, the front of a target. Um, David was in there, um, uh, Todd Hitch, um, Derek Mine. They're all guys that do some form of maintain to either maintain pull away or maintain as their, you know, Corey Cruz always starts in front of the target. Um, you know, it, it seemed like some of the, what we would call the barrel draggers are the Zach Kinbombs of the world who start from the target, feel the target and pull away. Um, seems like their numbers weren't as big on the main event courses. I'm not sure. I thought it was just interesting that that happened. Um, but then again, you know, maybe it's because the targets weren't that clear, you know, you're shooting all black targets out there. So sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're, sh when you're trying to look really hard at a target that you can't really lock onto, maybe some of those other techniques work better. So for me, um, I noticed that, you know, I, I was employing all the different techniques. Um, I saw the targets as well as I know how to look at a target. Um, I didn't adjust my gun at all. I shot the same chokes and same lows that I always shoot. Um, so yeah, for me, there wasn't a major adjustment. I think the biggest adjustment is just the, the long amount of time we're out there in the wind and, you know, your eyes start burning and just the grind that we have to uh, endure for four or five days straight. Um, can get a little old, but it wasn't too bad this time. Now, let me throw you a little bit of a curveball here. We were behind Clint Hinton all weekend, and he was putting up some monsters on that blue course and that white course, I believe. I think we finished on red on Sunday. Uh, do you think that him not being on the super squad allowed him to put up those big scores and maybe he got a little nervous at the end of the weekend? Do you think the super squad helped Derek and Wendell finish out on the end of the weekend? What are your thoughts on the super squad in general? Yes, no, yes, 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 and no. And I think the last, yes. Um, <laughs> so what do I mean by that? Um, yes, I think the super squads can, I've shot on really, you know, high profile squads before. And I've shot on squads where I randomly squatted with, you know, Uncle Jerry with uh, Velcro straps. And, um, you know, it is what it is. It's whoever you get. Um, you kind of learn. I look at it this way. If somebody doesn't know how to shoot, I'm going to see more targets. Um, if I'm with my friends and having a good time, which is usually why I shoot this is, you know, and I'm shooting with you and Lanny and some of the guys, and we have a great time. Um, it's awesome. Um, I have found that I up my game sometimes when I'm shooting around other top good shooters. And I think that's why you and I push each other so much is because you're a good shooter. I'm a good shooter and we try to do our best. Um, so yes, I think that, you know, shooting on 
big squads. I followed the super squads around. I followed um, Derek and, and, you know, the, the main number one squad over the last day. You know, these guys aren't talking to each other too much. They're, they're in their game and they're, they're, they're focused. And I thought that was pretty cool because that makes them focus. And sometimes when you have your friends there, you're screwing around talking about the last station, you know, not paying too much attention to what you're doing between stations so you could get out of focus pretty easily. So yeah, I see that could hinder you. I also on the backside, you know, Clint's with his family. He was, you know, he wasn't, he didn't make based on qualifications, the super squad. Um, you know, it's an, an it's inevitable whenever if they start doing a super squad thing more often where they actually bring it to the regionals, which I think is great. I hope they do um in the future. But there'll it'll be inevitable that somebody that is in the not on a super squad will win i i think it can happen and i think once it does um you might get you know a, a group of us saying oh he should have been on a super squad that would have never happened um because of the pressure maybe maybe so uh clint had that in a bag he just had to pretty much put up a decent score on sunday on the white um and he could he could have walked away with it but you know it didn't happen he shot a little tight um, he just said, he told me he wasn't, you know, feeling him and seeing him as well as he did the first two days. And it could, that could have been nerves. It could have been a lot of things. So yeah. So there's a yes and no answer to that question, but that's a great question. So yes, I love super squads. Let's all get on them. I think they should do that for every class. I think it would be just awesome to watch E guy, E class guys that are shooting against each other for the win, just crapping their pants because, you know, the top five are on their squad and they just don't know what to do. I would probably have more fun filming that than anything. <laughs> that would be pretty cool to see those guys get a chance at the big leagues, essentially, before yeah. they even get there. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. All right. Last question here. What gun do you shoot? What chokes? What ammunition? Uh, what vests? What lenses? All that good stuff. All the cool stuff that the kids should be shooting out there. No, um, for me, I shoot a Blouser F3. Uh, love the gun. Um, it's awesome. It does not kick. I can see through it. It's just a pointer. Um, triggers are pretty much the best thing on the market, in my opinion. Um, I mean, it's a shooter. Um, if I wasn't sponsored, I'd probably still shoot this gun. Um, and that's no joke. And that's out there. I shoot Fiocchi ammunition. Same deal there. I love their am ammunition. It was the first ammunition I started shooting in this game. Uh, I Hopefully, it's the last ammunition I shoot in this game. So I will always shoot it as long as it's available. I love me some little rhinos, one-ounce eights. I do carry seven and a half with me. I shot two boxes approximately over the whole weekend one in the prelim i shot some because of the wind and just some of the on edge stuff in super sport and some of the raboos on the uh fetas i shot some seven and a halfs um and that's about it uh chokes i shoot uh kicks chokes um i shoot 17s so i keep them they're not quite light mods and they're not quite mods um i like them i, I never changed them actually i did change them once i shot a light I, I put a zero in for one of my stations. Um, I don't remember which day it was, but we shot and I shot zeros at it and, uh, it was good. Um, but yeah, I, I hardly ever change, um, vest, of course, my rad Chad pro model from uh, bear pelt. They've been great with me. Um, you know, tie dye is cool. And then, uh, for glasses, AIs, uh, react AIs from Ranger. I mean, I, I love them. I was playing around with a, a super duper dark, uh, version for desert that, um, they're messing with. I tested them this weekend. I really, really, really liked them. But for the most part, I stayed in just, just a bright light or the medium light ones. Um, I saw Wendell out there shooting in a yellow lens on Sunday. I mean, I don't know how he did it without burning his retinas out. Um, but you know, when you get old, you lose the yellow and, uh, 
maybe maybe that's what it is but he sure put a pounding on us um but yeah anything outside that you know um i I shoot what everybody else shoots i put a hat on and i get her done you know well thank you very much chad you're very welcome and thank you for interviewing me well, Jason, it was unfortunate. Our schedules didn't allow to go to the U.S. Open this year. Uh, we went last year, of course, uh, for the big Rick Hemingway targets. But uh, at least we got a guy like Chad to sit there, put the work in, and get us all those great interviews. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he worked his butt off. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I asked for four or five, and when he came back with like 11 of them, I'm like, are you kidding me, Chad? Overachiever. So overachiever. But <laughs> thank you very much to Rad Chad Roberts. Uh Awesome dude. He's starting to really turn his game around. I don't know if you noticed that or not, Sean. Look at yeah. the scores. I've been but, watching. Uh, he's been up at the top of the leaderboard he's, quite he's, a bit. He's getting there, isn't he? Yep. So hats off to him. Thank you to everyone that we were able to get an interview with. Um sorry Sean and I couldn't be there. Uh, but thank you for spending some time with Chad. Um get over to YouTube. Check this out. I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, you you're really doing yourself a big injustice. You really need to check it out and see see some of these guys shooting. Also, thank you very much to our sponsors. Please, please, please. It's the sponsors that that back us, that allow us to bring you these interviews. Um, Elite Shotguns, Fiocchi USA, Bear Pelt, Atlas Traps, RE Ranger, Odo Pro Technologies, Rhino Chokes, Vero Beach Clay Shooting, White Flyer Targets, Don Grant, and Score Chaser. Don't forget, Score Chaser, get signed up for the 2024 World English. Um, Get signed up for our... Dead Pair Podcast Tournament down at Vero Beach in December. I mean, how cool is that, right, Sean? Absolutely. It'd be, be a great place to be. And we're going to be there, uh, of course, like Sean said, setting targets, but we're also going to be doing some video. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing a podcast from the Dead Pair Patio. Heck uh, yeah. How cool is that? Have some adult beverages yeah. after the shoot. Maybe a few choice ones. One or two or three. Or nine or ten. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not. You're I'm, driving. I'm, I'm not, not judging. So I'm not driving. Are you driving? No, I'm not driving. We better call Uber. Uber. I wonder if Palmer can give us a ride back to the hotel. Well, I don't know if he'll be in any better shape than we will be, but whatever. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> but see, come on, folks. Come on down and have fun with us. It'll, it'll be a good time. But hey, listen, Sean Alley, what do we tell everybody every week? Get out there. Get shooting. Get somebody out there that's never participated in this sport. Put a gun in their hand. Show them how much fun it is. Take them to a tournament. Take them to a charity shoot. Uh, if you already shoot, maybe think about getting your buddies and you registered or uh, signed up for registered targets. Uh, and just, you know, go out there and have fun. That's what the sport's all about, having fun. Yes. In the meantime, we hope you're checking out all of our sponsors. Uh, all their links are always in our podcast description. Real easy to find. Go check out their products. If you're already using them, thank you very much. Um, you know, give them a shout out. If you if you started using them because of us, give us a shout to them. You know, hey, look, I found you guys through the dead pair and tell them how much you love their product. They'd love to hear back from you. Absolutely. Until next week, Mr. Alley. Can't wait to see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair. The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Bear Pelt, Rhino, Odo Pro, Dawn Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, and White Flyer Targets. <laughs>